Is this you? Let me, let me start by asking you a question. Is this you? You, you, you understand the gospel. You, you've obeyed the gospel. For some reason, your faith just seems to be up and down. It's like you, it's like you lose focus in your faith. You have a hard time. I mean, understanding the Scriptures is one thing. Believing is, is something altogether different, right? But actually, as we say, living by faith, that's something altogether different, isn't it? I mean, you read your Bible. You come to church. You pray. It's just something... It's just not right. For some reason, your, your conscience just, just isn't clear, is it? Have you ever heard of the term failure to thrive? It's a medical term, failure to thrive. It's, it's kind of hard for me to understand. It's a very broad term. It's used of, of children and adults. Uh, I try to wrap my mind or I try to think of it, let me try to explain it to you. Failure to thrive uh, in, in children because of, uh, there could be a thousand different reasons why a child would have, be diagnosed with failure to thrive. Uh, emotional, uh, physical, uh, mental problems that keep them from getting the nourishment that they need and they meet the growth standards that the doctors have you know, set out, the, the medical community has set out for a certain child at a certain age or, or for, for adults, it's used in adults as well. Uh, they're, they're not growing, they're not living quite right. Uh, a lot of the times failure to tr- thrive in adults is used for when they, well, they just don't have a will to live anymore. They have a failure to thrive. I guess uh, the easiest way for me to explain it is uh, for a child or an adult, they, they're, not getting, they're, they're taking in all, the, all the, the nutrients that they're taking in. They're not, be, they're not being able to process that, process that through their body. They're not being able to grow. They're taking all this in, but for some reason, it's not allowing them to grow. Does that... Does that describe your faith? A failure to thrive? You're taking all this in. You're just not growing. And you understand that fact. This is the beginning of this series of lessons. Uh, We'll be having this series of lessons once a quarter. Um... Mustard seed faith. We've sang about that. We, we read about the scripture this morning. In Matthew chapter 17, the disciples couldn't cast out a demon. And Jesus rebuked them. They asked Jesus to help them. And, and, and Jesus rebuked them for their lack of faith. How's your faith this morning? Is what I described, is that, is that you? Let me ask you, how strong is your faith? What would it take? What would, what would you go through to where it would just crush your faith? 
What, what, what trial would you have to go through? What test would you, have to, would you have to go through? What horrible circumstance would you have to be involved with to where, well, you would just lose all faith. You just couldn't come back anymore. You couldn't be a child of God anymore. What would crush your faith? What would it take? The disciples in Matthew chapter 17, verse, verse, uh, verses 18 and 19 and 20, they couldn't cast out the demon. Jesus rebukes them for that. Our lack of faith, so many times we beat ourselves up over, don't we? We seem to have a failure to thrive, don't we? In Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, the disciples asked Jesus, and after Jesus cast out the demon, the disciples asked, why couldn't we do it? Why can't we, why can't we live by faith? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Is, is it an okay question to even ask? Jesus told them it was because of their, their unbelief. And if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will, and, it will, and nothing will be impossible. Have you, with your faith, have you been moving any mountains lately? struggle with focus you struggle with understanding you struggle with your conscience you struggle with living and there just doesn't seem to be any end to it why can't we we're asking the same questions that the disciples asked why why can't we cast out these demons. You love God. You've obeyed the gospel. But does the Lord require X amount of of faith for you to be pleasing to Him? Can you even question your faith? Turn over to Hebrews. In Hebrews chapters 9 and 10, the writer presents the limitations of the old law with its sacrifices. But the sacrifice of Jesus, chapter, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 12 through 14, it perfects the sanctified. It perfects the sanctified or those who have been, who've obeyed the gospel, those who've been baptized. Uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. We skip on down to Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38. Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. The Hebrew writer gives the definition of faith then right at the very next verse. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And then we skip down to verse 6. Without this faith, it's impossible to please God. Keep your finger in Hebrews. Notice 
Look over in Acts chapter 15. At the meeting in Jerusalem, Acts chapter 15, verse 7. Keep your finger in Hebrews. Now, and when they had been, and when there had been much dispute, what they were disputing about was can Gentiles be a part of the church? They're disputing this, okay? And when there had been much dispute, Peter rose up and said to them, Men and brethren, you know that a good while ago, God chose among us that by my mouth the Gentiles would hear the word of the gospel and believe. Notice the source of faith. Faith, faith, as we've seen, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, and the source of this faith, as we see here, and it's backed up by Paul in Romans chapter 10, verse 17. The source it comes from hearing God's word, doesn't it? And the heart, Acts chapter 15, verse 9, the heart is purified by faith. Faith purifies us justifies us Romans chapter 5 verses 1 and 2 faith brings eternal life John chapter 5 verse 24 faith produces a new birth 1 John 5 verse 1 and brings remission of sins Acts chapter 10 verse 43 through the name of Jesus now turn back to Hebrews back in Hebrews we see in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3 Faith, chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, by faith we understand. That's how, the, that's how those of old, our fathers, mothers of old, that's how they understood. They understood by, by faith. Chapter 4, by faith we obtain righteousness. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, by faith we please God. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7, by faith we believe warnings not yet to come. They haven't happened yet. We believe those warnings. Verse 8, by faith we obey. Verse 11, by faith we receive strength. That's how, that's how our mothers and fathers of old received strength. They received it by faith. And like Sarah and Abraham and Noah and Abel, verse 13, if we're faithful until death, you remember Revelation chapter 2 verse 10, we'll receive the crown of life. We'll receive everlasting life if we're faithful Unto death, just like them. We'll be assured of the promises. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8. By faith, Abraham obeyed. Look, skip over to verse 17. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. By faith, we trust that God will do what he says. But faith is not opinion. By faith we understand, but faith is, is not knowledge. Faith is not a direct gift from God. Faith comes from hearing God's Word. That's how we get it. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the Word of God. Faith is not a feeling given by the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 4, verse 4 says, Those who heard the Word did what? They believed. That's how they got it. That's how they got that belief. That's how they got that faith. By God's Word. In James chapter 1 verse 6, we're told to pray in faith. 
Not for faith. We're told to pray in faith. Dave Ramsey said about finances the other day on the radio that many will give lip service to getting their life together, but so many of those are not convicted. They'll never change their life because they're just not convicted. they They can talk a good game, when it comes right down to changing their life, they just won't do it. Christians, we've got to be convicted. And if your faith is having trouble thriving, well, then the elephant in the room needs to be talked about, doesn't it? Yeah. Were you? Are you convicted that you're doing the right thing, that you're doing things God's way and God's way is the right way? Are you convicted of that? Are you convinced? If you're not, you take a look at that. Are you convinced that the promises promised To you, if you abide in the vine, if you walk in the light, those promises that are promised to you, are you convinced that God is faithful and He's going to give them to you? If you diagnose your faith with failure to thrive, it's because of one of a number or maybe a combination of reasons. Number one, you don't have a clean conscience. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 5 says, We are to add to our faith, what? Goodness. You need to be good. You're going to have good faith, you need to be good. Add to your faith goodness, not badness. We've got to have a good, clean conscience to have good faith. Your faith, Paul told Timothy, to have good faith, you need a good conscience. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 19. It's what it takes. Your faith is weak? Well, what you been doing? What have you been up to if your faith is weak? What have you been doing? You take a look at it. What do you need to repent of? Your faith may be failing to thrive. It may be dying because you neglect to pray. If you want your sins to be forgiven, Christian, you've got to ask God to forgive them in humility. You've got to ask. Faith not growing? Maybe, maybe... It's because you hadn't prayed. I mean, think about it. When was the last time that you really prayed to God? What did you ask for? What did you pray for? Did you ask God to forgive you? Oh, how praying rests the weary. We sing it, right? Prayer will change the night today. 
And when life seems dark and dreary, don't forget to pray. Don't forget to pray. We've got to pray. If your faith seems to be failing to thrive, you, you must pray. If you confess to God your sins, 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, God's faithful. He's just. He'll forgive you. He will. Another obvious reason why your faith is not thriving is you're not reading your Bible, skipping services, or you just... You may be here... But you're not here. You you understand what I mean by that, don't you? You're here, but you're not here. Right? You're not here. That ever happened to anybody? It's me too. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And he says in that same book, in that same chapter, how will they hear without a preacher? If you want more faith or your children to be more faithful, increase your faith by the proven, God-given method of reading, hearing, studying God's Word. That's a proven way to increase your faith. It's the Bible, God-given way to do it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Another reason your Christian Life doesn't thrive is, well, you don't know where you are. You don't know who you are. Many older adults with Alzheimer's or dementia, they don't know who they are. And and sometimes we've heard them running off. You've heard them running off before and getting lost. That's the way some Christians are whose faith is weak. They don't know who they are and they don't know where they are. They don't know where they fit. And they get lost sometimes. It's up to us who have a little more faith to kind of go and get them, bring them back, right? If you're a Christian, you were baptized into Jesus Christ. Let me tell you where you are. You're in Christ. Galatians chapter 3 verse 27. That's where you are. If you find yourself lost... Remember, Christian, you're in Christ. That's where you need to be. So many people, they they try to find themselves. They try to to look for themselves, don't they? They go go to the ends of the earth to try to find themselves. When all we've got to do is look to Jesus Christ and find ourselves there. And when you find yourself in Jesus Christ, find out, what it is that you can do. We were created in Christ Jesus for good works, correct? So when you find yourself in Christ, find out, this may be trial and error. You may need to to, to try some things and those things aren't for you. I've I've heard of some some good war stories from some of the olds who've who've been doing some phone calls. You're not alone. There's three or four or five of you that have gotten some phone calls where the people were just mean to you. And you found out real quick, this is really not what I'm cut out for. And that's okay. You're trying. You're getting out of that comfort zone. You're figuring out what your niche is in the body. You're moving instead of sitting. That's wonderful. That's growth. That's growth. That's great. Don't be ashamed. Find your place. Find your niche. Sometimes it's trial and error, but find out what you can do and do it. 
We're justified when we obey. Romans chapter 6, verse 17. I was told by a friend recently, what's easy to believe is that Jesus died for me. He said that I have hope, that I'm a part of God's plan. Then he asked, why is it so why am I so faithless, it seems? I want to tell him, I want to tell you, faith is revealed in the doing. Faith is revealed in the doing. We're justified. We're justified when we obey. James told us, what did he say? Faith without works is dead. Dead. If you were a defendant in a courtroom, you were up for trial. Whether you were guilty or you were innocent, this would probably be the the, the music to your ears. This would be the best thing that you could ever hear. You're free to go. When you're justified, when you're justified, you're acquitted. We're justified by faith when we obey. We're free to go. In Luke chapter 17, if you will please turn there, Luke chapter 17, verse 5, the apostles asked Jesus to increase their faith. Apostles asked Jesus to increase their faith, and Jesus said, If you had faith as big as a mustard seed, you could pull you could pull up trees by the root and plant them in the sea. How very small my faith must be. I can't do that. My request is the same request as the apostles. Lord, increase my faith. And Jesus doesn't leave the apostles hanging. He doesn't. He increases their faith. He increases my faith. He will increase your faith if you'll listen to Him. He tells them a parable. Verse 7, And which of you having a servant plowing or tending sheep will say to him when he has come in from the field, come at once and sit down to eat? We're... Sowing, working, and growing together here at Fountainhead this year. You elders, you're tending the sheep. We're all here. The workers and the elders, we're all here in this verse right here. Which of you having a servant plowing or tending sheep will say to him when he has come in from the field, come at once and sit down to eat. What master would have a servant that even when the servant got through work and said, oh, you sit down, let me serve you. No, that's not why he's got a servant. Why he's got a servant for is so the servant can serve him. But will he not rather say to him, prepare something for my supper and gird yourself and serve me till I have eaten and drunk and afterward you will eat and drink? Does he think that 
Does he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded him? I think not. Verse 10, so likewise, you, when you have done all those things which you are commanded, say we are unprofitable servants. We have done what was our duty to do. Maybe the reason your faith is failing to thrive is because it's all about you. Obedience is the outgrowth of thriving faith. Growing faith. Your faith has been lacking, hasn't it? It's been failing to thrive. Why? Dirty conscience? What you been doing? Examine yourself. Neglectful prayer life? Hadn't been praying? Lack of, lack of Bible study? Maybe, maybe that's it. Lack of Bible study. You don't know who you are. You don't know where you are. You're lost. Maybe. Or maybe it's a lack of obedience. Look, look, all those overcomers, all those overcomers that overcame all of their trials in, that we read about in Hebrews chapter 11, what was, what was consistent about every one of them was they had great faith. That's how they overcame. That's what overcomers do. They overcome the trials and the tests and the tribulations in their life faith your faith will thrive and living faith will do more than move mountains and pull up trees it'll do something a whole lot more practical true faith living faith 1 John chapter 5 verse 4 with faith we can not just move mountains not just pull up trees we can overcome the world. <laughs> How's your faith? The gospel is good news, not doubtful news. The gospel is good news. If we can help build up your faith, we want you to come forward this morning. If we can help you obey by being baptized, then by all means... Believe and be baptized today as together we stand and sing.